everyone, and welcome to my podcast on dams, flood control, and experimental design. One way in which scientists learn about how nature works is to conduct a controlled experiment. To begin, scientists isolate variables or factors that can change within the system or situation being studied. An experiment involving single variable analysis is designed to isolate and study the effects of one variable at a time. To do such an experiment, scientists set up two groups, an experimental group and a control group. In 1963, botanist F. Herbert Borman, forest ecologist Gene Likens, and their colleagues began carrying out a classic controlled experiment. The goal was to compare the loss of water and nutrients from an uncut forest ecosystem with the one that was stripped of its trees. They built V-shaped concrete dams across the creeks at the bottoms of several forest valleys in the Hubbard Brook Experimental Forest in New Hampshire. The dams were anchored on impenetrable bedrock so that all the surface water leaving each forested valley had to flow across a dam where scientists could measure its volume and dissolve nutrient content. In the first experiment, the investigators measured the amounts of water and dissolved plant nutrients that entered and left an undisturbed forest area. These measurements show that an undisturbed mature forest is efficient at storing water and retaining chemical nutrients in its soils. The next experiment involves setting up an experimental forest area. One winter, the investigators cut down all trees and shrubs in one valley, left them where they fell, and sprayed the area with herbicides to prevent the regrowth of vegetation. Then they compared the inflow and outflow of water and nutrients in this experimental site with those in the control site for three years. With no plants to help absorb and retain water, the amount of water flowing through the deforested valley increased by about 30 to 40 percent. As this excess water ran rapidly over the ground, it eroded soil and carried dissolved nutrients out of the deforested site. Overall, the loss of key nutrients from the experimental forest was six to eight times that than in the local nearby forest. In the experimental case, the loss of trees and vegetation altered the ability of the forest to retain and recycle water and other critical plant nutrients, a crucial ecological function based on one of the four scientific principles of sustainability. In other words, the uncleared forest was a more sustainable system than a similar area of cleared forest. This loss of vegetation also violated the other three scientific principles of sustainability. For example, the cleared forest had fewer plants that could use solar energy to produce food for animals, and the loss of plants and animals reduced the life-sustaining biodiversity of the cleared forest. This in turn reduced some of the interactions between types of plants and animals to help control their populations. Humans clear forests to grow food and build cities. The key question is, how far can we go in expanding our ecological footprint without threatening the quality of life for our own species and the other species that keep us alive and support our economies? To live sustainably, we need to find and maintain a balance between preserving undisturbed natural systems and modifying other natural systems for our use. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Everybody tune in next week.